when you come in as a nurse, which is great, but I also think it's also to be mindful of the fact that you are working with life and death and you just kind of have to have a tough skin sometimes you have to toughen up and don't get me wrong there are times you're gonna cry in a bathroom you're gonna cry in a utility off you know to utility room um you're gonna have moments that are not great you're gonna parents scream at you you're gonna have patients that you may lose you're gonna have situations where you have to be the nurse to take you know it, there's so many different things and i think just being open-minded and coming and feeling like you can do the best for your patient. Welcome back to the Nurse Tori Selfie Show, where I'm on a mission to make healthcare hip, one selfie at a time. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Tori Meskin, aka at Nurse Tori. I am the founder of the Selfie Podcast, a platform dedicated to fascinating people in the healthcare space. From medical field to entrepreneurs, brands, businesses, this is a platform designed to share career journeys, life tips, resource tricks, and really getting to know the person behind the journey. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back, 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 <laughs> back again. again. Yes. Oh my God, you guys, this uh, sitting across from me is my very beautiful co-host, Miss Annalise. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> Annalise is back from episode one. If you haven't listened, go listen to that after Duh. this is done. <laughs> um, so Annalise is here with me today. I just wanted to get on today and like spitfire on the mic. Totally. Uh, I'm a little, I'm feeling it today. Yeah. Should we explain to them why I'm here? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so before we get into it, Annalise uh, moved into our house a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, you're working remotely. I've been working remotely forever, but you know, especially these last few months. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, and the last couple of weeks at Children's has actually been slow. So I've been called off of my shifts quite a bit. So I'm actually taking this time to kind of try and study a little better. <laughs> Focus on my studies like I should be. We love studying. Ugh, you guys, I'm, it's miserable. I'm I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I so feel all of my nursing students out there right now. I'm getting these, like, flashbacks. And I'm, like, feeling it where I'm, like, I'm getting hot sweats before I take my tests. It's real. It's all bad. It's right. all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I feel like a new grad again. Yeah, you had to take a test. What was it? A day or two ago. I literally, I had to take you a guys, test. She yes. was. I was crazy. literally. I was freaking out. She was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I freak out. Not, I freak out. I just get really nervous for some reason you with do, these. But you, it's crazy because you're so smart. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. And like you do so well in school, but you do you. Freak okay, so out. here's what it is. I'm good at. I'm good at like the labs, and I'm good at. I'm actually pretty good at the papers, ironically. But I am not good at just straight up tests. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's really hard for me to apply these concepts to like these tests for some reason it's just really hard for me so there's that yeah i mean you've also told me some of those questions that you have to answer and i don't understand any (laughs) of the words in them so there's that (laughs) it's all bad so we have been doing that and um trying to be healthy doing our work we're going on walks Mm -hmm. um we are practicing our social distancing right it's a real thing oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. we're gonna get into some of that stuff yeah and i just thought this would be a fun episode to kind of break up the monotony and the craziness um today I got a little fiery today yeah yeah absolutely yeah today is Sunday and um I found out about all of these lovely protests going on throughout the nation and I just got really frustrated I think a lot of people in the medical field right now period even if even if you're not front lines I think medical is feeling frustrated by it there's definitely a lot of mixed feelings there's feelings of I understand where people are coming from mm-hmm. where yes the everything's on hold which is crazy yeah and obviously people's jobs like people are losing jobs that's very real Mm -hmm. um I mean you had a friend lose a job we had a friend lose a job this week Mm -hmm. um we also yeah Jacob we happen to know someone who actually passed of COVID two weeks ago so that's kind of gnarly um so it's affecting everybody but 
these protests literally got under my skin so bad so bad because i just feel like it was just such a slap in the face it's like to all the work that the frontliners are putting in right yeah, now. yeah it's just it didn't feel like a very i mean the the cause behind it it was like why you know the pe- they were so angry and it's like well who are you angry at like what yeah i don't understand it's it is hard because there is so much anger in the world right now but there's no real person to be angry at it's just a feeling of anger for everyone that's yeah having to go through this yeah yeah and I I validate that like I get that but I just don't for people who are working front lines for for example my brother my sister-in-law my friends who are all in EDs ICUs like they're in the trenches I just Mm -hmm. felt like it was so such a slap in their face for people to be literally clogging up freeways and parking on freeways so healthcare workers couldn't get to work and people going out in San Diego. I know. I know. And, you know, it's everywhere, though. It's not just... I just got really frustrated. So I'm a little fiery today. Um, But we're just going to answer some fun questions. (laughs) We are going to answer... We're going to change it up. We're going to change it up today. Um, I did want to, I wanted to make this fun and light, more relevant to today. We're going to talk a little COVID, but honestly, I kind of wanted it to be more of a Q&A, just something fun. Yeah. Um, so I put up some question boxes on this on, on the IG and I'm going to have Annalise help me here. We're going to go through some of these questions and answer some of your questions because I think that'd be fun to kind of break it up. And totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. You, you want to just jump right into it? Let's go. All right. Let's I do go. have a couple of COVID ones up front because I'm also curious to some of these. Okay. Um. So let's see if you even have an answer for this one. Oh, one boy. person asked the best part of working COVID, like working during COVID. <gasps> It's kind of fucked up question, but I like it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so actually, ironically, I do have one good thing. Uh, The only probably good thing is there's no traffic on the way into work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, literally though, there's no. It's like the the drive that I have now is like cut in half. Yeah, there's that. Um, which is kind of actually not good because it is less time for me to listen to my podcast. But, um, okay. So the other thing I would say that is kind of crazy is that, um, COVID has actually very much brought a lot of the underlying issues, I would say, that we have in healthcare, period. Mm. Like, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of things that are coming to the surface of either how not prepared we are or just these, the lack of communication from, upper management um, to middle management to you know standards just everything so I feel like the one the other thing I would say to loop this in is this crazy amount of information that is being passed through providers from around the world and how collaborative the medical field has become Um, so I'm actually a part of a really interesting group on Facebook Mm-hmm. And I had to apply to it. It's a group of purely only professionals. You have to apply with your credentials. I applied as a nurse practitioner student and got accepted into it. And so it's very professional. And it has been so interesting to be a fly on the wall in this Facebook group because it's these brilliant minds from around the world. People literally giving day by day play of what's going on in their wow. setting. And people are literally... You know, for example, OB clinics, they're asking like, hey, have you had a positive mom and how are you handling this? Um, Hey, we have X, Y, and Z labs in this uh, adult ICU. You know, these are things to look out for. Hey, I just saw this symptom. Look for this. Um, Hey, we tried this medication. It seems to be working. It's just been a really interesting time to be a little bit of a fly on the wall as a a provider, uh, Mm -hmm. potential provider one day. Um, and to see this collaboration. So I would say those are probably the only two things that I really can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, follow up to that. What is the worst part of working during COVID? Oh, just all of this. It's just, sh- it's just shit. It's just yeah. shit, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to lie about that. Okay. So the one thing that I would say it's really interesting, um, 
other than the fact that the front line is feeling this the most, I would say um, emergency departments, ICUs, medical, all adult focused, they're for sure the most impacted. Um, I would say, ironically, in the pediatric world, pediatrics, um, a lot of us are, people are not getting their hours for work. A lot of elective surgeries have been canceled. Clinics are not working. Um, So it's interesting because we have this group of providers who are working tirelessly in these acute settings. And then you have this whole group of medical that literally are not working. You know, and I'm talking dentists, clinics, plastic surgeons. I mean, they all need to work too, Mm -hmm. you know, and they can't take cases, dermatologists, um, you know, there's a whole gamut of providers that are out of the job as well. So, you know, I think it's affecting everybody in such a different way. Um, I would say another big part and probably the number one thing is the lack of PPE. Uh, that is very real and every single provider nationwide feels that. I mean, we don't have, I have to wear literally the same surgical mask that I, it's crazy to me that they want you to reuse these masks that you were supposed to use one time for one patient Mm -hmm. and now we're reusing them for a week, which is crazy. And and N95s, that's that's like, I mean, everyone knows we're on a shortage, but the amount, like how it's affecting people, I mean, providers are getting sick, you know, Mm -hmm. these providers. So uh, the PBE, I would say, is the number one thing. And I also am very frustrated, and I will just, this is just me spitting on the mic, you guys, but I am frustrated with our, um, I don't know, the lack of attention to that, maybe. Um, that's a big thing for me. I think mm-hmm. that that the fact that we don't have enough protection when we are the wealthiest country in the world is crazy to me. And that's really not a big highlight issue. Like we're not talking about that. We're not I have a feeling when this is all over, that conversation is going to be a much bigger one. I have right. a big feeling that mm-hmm. this is going to be how could we have done this better? Yes. Yeah. And what can, what, how are we prepared for next time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say that those are super big issues that I feel like I feel the most strongly about for sure. It's just, I feel bad for, you know, everyone who's out of the job, but the PPE, whoa, that's a big one. One good, a good thing that came out. Thank you to all the companies who really stepped up. Um, there's a lot of companies who are, who created, start creating masks and yeah. really stepped up. Donations to hospitals. Yes. All of that. Yeah. People. That's, it's awesome yeah. to see. Uh, companies who are donating food and feeding frontline providers and companies who switched over from making l- <laughs> one of my girlfriends, um, her, I'm trying to get her on the podcast actually, but she's an ICU nurse and her friend's company switched over from making yoga leggings to face masks and they're so cute. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean, just there's a lot of companies who really stepped up. I know Brave Gowns, that's another one that I've been talking about. They are creating masks and they were making, they originally started as a pediatric oncology Mm -hmm. um, script. Where are they making the scrubs not scrubs patient gowns oh okay. like cute ones for for pediatrics Aww. and they switch over to creating masks and just i don't know i think that's things actually like a really that. cool yeah thing. i mean with kp we've had a bunch of companies donate things like respirators which obviously yeah. we desperately need right now so that's yeah definitely yeah it's been really incredible to see the kind of humanity and community that rallies around to try to help in a situation like this it's awesome yeah to see. i would agree i think that's actually been a really really cool thing to see as well for sure yeah well another good question is about nursing school in a pandemic Mm. how it's been affected what's changed yeah um so okay my blanket statement on this is I think this is probably coming from me an actual nursing student nursing school so I I spoke a little bit about this or I wrote up a, a post about it But my whole thing as far as a nursing school goes is I feel like, okay, we all know I struggled through school. I'm still struggling through school. That's not a secret. I feel like the most amount of learning you will ever have is on the floors. So to me, you know, nursing school is like 
you know, you're learning the lingo, you're learning the terminology, you're getting sort of your bearings on what to expect. But honestly, I don't think you really learn, learn until you're on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the job market is going to be after all this. You know, I will be curious to see the job market and who knows how that's going to, you know, no one can predict what that's going to look like, but that doesn't change how I think anyone should approach it. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I did not get my job. I did not land my job until eight months after I graduated mm-hmm. nursing school anyways. Right. And I don't know if anything, it's giving you current time right now to focus on your studies and take this time. I just really think with all of the negativity and all this craziness, it's like, I just don't want to channel my energy that way. Like, I want to stay positive. I want to use this time to better myself, especially if you are stuck in quarantine. Like, this is the time to really, like, focus on, you know, whatever you're in, whatever situation you're in. Like, if you're trying to become a nurse, like, what kind of provider do I want to become? Um, Take the time to become the most expert person in that in that realm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to become a yoga instructor, like take this time to study up on that. Reading, podcasts, like that's how I like to channel my energy. I just, and it's hard. I get it, you know, mentally, it's really tough. I will say being a student right now is really tough for me in the sense of I get very distracted very easily. And, um, you know, I'm just learning my tactics of how to sit down and, you know, I kind of make myself a schedule. I make myself my coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm, You do. (laughs) Get up. Yeah. And, you know, I just have this like mindset of I have to do X amount of studying before noon or, you know, then I take a, I, I try to take breaks. Like, you know, like I'll study really hard for like half an hour and then I'll get up Stretch my legs, walk around, sort of, you know, and then get back at it. Yeah. And then take a nice little breather. Um, I'm not, I'm kind of more into the intermittent fasting lately, so I don't eat a lot of breakfast. I am too. Mm -hmm. I used to be a big breakfast gal, and now I like to wake up and take my time and then eat 11, 12. I'm I'm feeling that right now. Yeah. It feels really good. Yeah. To get hungry. Yeah, it does. <laughs> to eat. Like I need to get hungry. That's yeah. where I'm at. But it is like okay, it just depends on if I'm working bedside it's different, but in the eh, not even. I like to get hungry. Like I don't usually eat anything at all until 10:30, at least at the earliest, maybe 11. Well, that's actually a good lead up into another question, which was your favorite snacks to bring in with you to work Mm. oh yeah that's a good one okay so I will say this normally I am a salty girl Mm -hmm. like I just always gravitate to salty things yeah so I like chips I'm a big chip eater yeah um my head goes like hummus and like carrots that's kind of where I'm at I will, uh, you know, the Smart Pop. Smart Pop's a really good one. I have no idea Pirate's what that Booty. is. Oh, Pirate's Booty. Okay, that's Booty. where I'm at. Oh, so good. Yes. So good. Yeah. Okay, so that's those kinds of things are really good. Day shift is different than night shift. Obviously, day shift, I do feel like um, I can actually have a salad. I actually really enjoy, like, it's kind of weird. I'll have my salad first like earlier in the day and then I'll have like a snack later do you do a break because when you get to your 12-hour shift your shift starts at eight or seven so we start we're seven to seven most places that I have worked is seven to seven or seven thirty so what yeah. do you do for then like a breakfast then do you eat before work or do you bring a, no like a breakfast I never eat it first of all I'm sprinting out the door <laughs> last minute for we don't got no time for a breakfast no time zero <laughs> I have enough time to Grab my Starbeezies on the way into work. (laughs) Five minutes late, rolling in, Lord Almighty. Um, Okay, so no, I don't usually, but I I don't eat breakfast in the morning just because I just, I don't, my body doesn't need it. Some Mm -hmm. people physically need breakfast. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people. I am the person that like I need my stomach to get empty. Totally. And then eat. Mm -hmm. So my first meal, um... It just kind of, I always like salty. Like, I kind of gravitate to, like, some potatoes and maybe, like, egg or, like, avocado toast. 
Um, that's just more my breakfast. Even <laughs> I love menudo. <laughs> it's the Mexican oh, in me. Okay. Let me some menudo. So gross. Um, but something like that where it's on the saltier side. Mm-hmm. Um, for and I usually actually what, what I will do is have a heavier breakfast and then have like a salad later in the yeah, day. Yeah, it just kind of depends on the mm-hmm. day though. But Jacob does like to make dinner. And he likes to have dinner together. So I don't... Some nurses will actually eat a heavier um, meal around like three or four. So that way you're not... You don't eat dinner. Yeah. So like they just kind of bypass the whole dinner thing. I like being able to... I like the ritual of coming home and having dinner with Jacob. Like he likes to cook. So he likes to make something when I come home. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. That's so cute. He's good. He's good. So... That's kind of how I rock that. Mm-hmm. Um, other snacks. Okay, so night shift. Let's talk night shift. Oh, good idea. Night shift was a whole different gamut. I really gravitated um, to like things like oatmeal, mm-hmm. soups. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could very rarely ever eat. Like pretty much most night shifters will tell you this is like you cannot eat heavy meals because you just get tired. Oh, yeah. So it's like you have to snack more. I feel like I had to snack more often. On when I was at night. To yeah. keep you up. Mm-hmm. So, like, gum was my best friend. Obviously, caffeine, except you stop caffeine. I usually stopped my caffeine around 3 a.m. Um, and then try to do, like, water with lemon or um, even emergency to kind of have, like, something to break up some water. Like, I, I'm not a big water person. Yeah, you guys, Victoria, it's a problem. <laughs> she doesn't drink water. I do not drink water. <laughs> I'm so bad. If I had to pick my worst healthy habit, that'd probably be it. I do not drink enough water. I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of the worst things I had to do when I was um, doing my bikini contest. Oh, well, you couldn't drink a lot of water. No, I had to. Oh, I thought you couldn't because like then your skin gets tighter and you can see the muscles more. So leading up to the week. So the, the whole... Um, my whole prep was about 13 weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Every week up until, or every day of every week up until the week of the actual competition, you had to drink a gallon of water That's every day. insane. Yes. I definitely don't drink a gallon of water. No, no. It's, it's like crazy. So you're basically training your body through that time to consume or process that much water every day. And then the week of the competition you start depleting your body of water oh so you actually so you overhydrate yeah. through the whole process uh-huh. and then you dehydrate got it that sounds awful it's crazy <laughs> but loki loved the way it came out it yeah. was great i mean you looked phenomenal <laughs> well, that's a, it was a great process it maybe really wouldn't fun. do it again <laughs> it, no jacob would kill me i was psycho i was literally you guys it was he hated me. I was not. I was the most hangry person. Yeah. Hungry Tori. Ooh. She's just not cute. <laughs> <laughs> not cute. <laughs> yeah. No. So um, water's a big one. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of anything else that, you know, I just like more snacky things. Um, I'm just, you know, I am, as I said, like avocado toast. That's kind of where my head goes. Anything with hummus, um, crackers, chips. I kind of like... I don't know, light things like that. Um, I'm big on Trader Joe's. Everything at Trader Joe's is like... Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's the best store in the it's entire easy. world. No, Costco is the best store in the... Okay. Costco is the best store in the entire world. Yes. Trader Joe's close second. Yeah. Almost tied for first. I don't know. I feel like for us, it's like a reverse. Like Trader Joe's is probably number one, then number two. I just two. love Costco. It's, it's truly Disneyland to me. Mainly because of the samples. Because of the samples. And there's... It literally has everything. I know. It has clothes. <laughs> furniture yes cooking batteries food, batteries alcohol Vans, alcohol <laughs> you literally that's the only store you dessert need to go to dessert dessert uh, it's literally the holiday best decor Technology, jewelry mm-hmm. what your engagement your engagement, engagement ring, ring is sitting at costco right now <laughs> low-key i'm actually i wouldn't be mad about that <laughs> yeah, I'm, i would be happy about it mm-hmm. okay so i'm reading this one kind of going back to the school thing but because you said you're good at papers, but this person is mm-hmm. asking about it. She's like, papers for NP school. I'm freaking out already. Mm. I hate writing papers. Okay. Which, hello. <sighs> 
I didn't have to. I mean, I'm not in MP school, but English yeah. classes for college and whatever were the worst. Hated writing papers. Yeah. Okay. So 100%. That was definitely one of my biggest. I was terrified. I had sort of low-key a secret weapon. Her name is Emily Taylor. <laughs> so she's a good friend of mine. And what I would advise you to is if there's anyone that has gone through grad school or has tips, maybe to get some tips from them, um, I will actually write up a post with resources that I've used because there are definitely things that I have used to help me kind of like get back into the mentality of writing a, a paper, especially a professional paper, because when you're writing you have a paper like this, you have to cite everything and it can be very overwhelming when you're trying to be, when you're getting into that mindset of I'm writing as a clinician, I'm writing as a professional. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've been writing as a blogger for the past like three years. And so it was really hard for me actually to kind of shift that mindset. Ooh, yeah, That was like a very real thing. Like I kind of, you get used to your loose lingo and I kind of get used to how I talk through my writing. And so anyway, um, I will actually write up a blog post about that, but I would say there are some resources I have and I can't think of them exactly on the top of my head, but there's some websites that I've used to kind of help format my pages or my paragraphs. Cause like for example, you can't start a paragraph with a quote. Like you have to start with an intro into the quote and explain the author, blah, 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 all this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. There are some little finite rules. Um, so I will actually link some of the sources there. It, I do actually think once you get into the flow of writing professionally, it becomes much easier. I will say that. But everyone hates it. I mean, we nobody likes it. I don't know. Maybe there are people out there that like it, but I'm not one of those. Psychopaths. Huh? I said psychopaths. <laughs> 100%. Like, yes, I get to write a research paper. Like, that is not me at all, which is why I did not go back for my DNP because I just don't have an interest really in research, but or teaching at this point. But um, it does get a little easier once you kind of get into the flow and you're understanding understanding what the professor wants. I would also say use your professors like to, I reach out to my professors all the time for questions just to make sure I'm on the right path. Like, hey, this is my idea. Um, I would say in grad school, you really need it. And if you're doing it online like I am, you just really have to be organized. You have to be thinking five steps ahead of everything like just be hyper organized so for example if you have a paper due on saturday you better be reaching out on monday if you have questions about the paper and making sure like you understand everything correctly so um yeah getting your mindset ready for grad school is a big thing especially for np because i think it's almost like you kind of have you know you're building on what you've learned um so you have a foundation which is great so I don't know. I um I think I got into the flow of it, and if I can get through it, for sure, other like, yeah, you can get through it. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, hope. There's hope. <laughs> there's hope. Okay, this one is just a cute message, but I would call it the name, you guys. <laughs> However, Tori did not want me calling out the weirdos and oh, yeah. those out there. <laughs> we get some spam. that sent her some weird ass messages weird because she stuff. knew I would call them out in the podcast. <laughs> So she blacked out all of the names. <laughs> I was like, you cannot do it. You cannot shout out this name. Nope. But this one's cute. It says, hey, hope you are well and staying safe. Oh, that was so cute. Thank you. Thank you. Another one said, keep it up. Thank you, guys. That was really cool. That's cool. Okay, diversion here. What job would you be terrible at? I know mine. Which is- Out of the nursing realm? No, I think just in general. But maybe Out of the nursing, nursing realm. Do I nursing would- and in general. Okay, out of the nursing realm, for sure, finance. <laughs> Not my thing. I'm good at spending money. Right. I'm terrible at saving it. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. That's a good it. one. What about you? Nursing. <laughs> Real tea here. Somebody would come in and be like, I have a broken bone. And I would be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> You're like, not my thing. I don't want to see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, in the nursing realm, I would say my least favorite would be um, to be a wound care nurse. Really? Why? Okay, so here's the thing. It's it's a realm, and a lot of these people, you, it's something you either gravitate to or you don't. Okay, so wound care nurses, um, it's becoming a very interesting specialty where they basically are a subset like they have their own, um, they work very autonomous, autonomously. So they 
um, essentially go from patient to patient within the hospital and care for wounds. Is this like burns, cuts? Uh, yes, anything. Okay. But some of the stuff that you have to do, like wound vax and like secretions and pus and like... Oh, like Dr. Pimple Popper? Yes, it's I like that. I actually love that okay. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like nothing... Like cut, like blood, no. But watching pimples being popped, gross. Ooh, I love it. Ew, no, no. This is gonna be no. A, people watching this podcast are gonna be on one of our sides for sure. Hundred <laughs> like, percent. Yes, pimples being popped are my thing. It's not. It is so not my like. It grosses me out so God, much. Like I so satisfying. Can't do it. And so it's funny because as a resource, we have wound nurses at one of my hospitals, and I love it because they'll come in and they'll do like the dressing changes or they'll come in and fix things for me or you know just kind of like help me out with x y and z and it's just not my thing I don't like like staging a wound you have to you know stage them as as grade them as far as how bad they are and then there's just pus and grossness and infection and green and brown and black all mixed together it's just it's not my thing so I would say that's probably my least favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just not my not my thing. But I appreciate them, so thank you. All right, cool, gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all yeah. gross to me. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, okay. Uh, how, hopefully, having at least one child, maybe two. In five years, I think you'll have two. Yeah. I, one maybe one on the way yeah 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 yeah. that's more realistic um (laughs) done with grad school hopefully so I will be done a year and a half from now I think a year and a half so done with grad school for sure hopefully working in a setting that I uh will be I'm really excited about sort of the next step so my hope is is that I graduate from grad school have a kid maybe two or maybe like one on the way graduate and then get to start in a new different setting that's Mm -hmm. just kind of what I'm looking forward to and then yeah okay well jumping on to that another person asked after completing FNP school what special specialty are you going into um so definitely family I'm excited for the family practice setting kind of for several reasons um so been a nurse now uh, about eight years majority of it's been in the NICU setting I love the NICU and I will say this I'm I just love it I I love working with the families I love the critical care aspect um I do but I do feel like I just am very much gravitating towards educating moms and really developing relationships with these families. I kept finding myself kind of pulling that way where I felt like if only this mom had known X, Y, and Z, or do they know how to handle this outpatient? Um, And always wondering kind of where my babies were going after this. So I think there's going to be something that ends up playing out well, uh, whether that is more in family setting or maybe even a specialty clinic, pediatric, um, that's kind of where my head is going. Mm-hmm. I was really torn as if, if whether I should specialize in women's care or pediatric. So I ended up choosing family because it's more general. And I I did a lot of research, you guys, on the jobs in our area. And majority of the jobs are hiring or FNP in my area. So and for jobs that at least looked somewhat um, interesting to me and you know, a lot of it's about networking. I'm kind of keeping my eye out right now. Um, I still have about a year and a half. So I'm I'm, I'm talking to people, you know. I'm mm-hmm. at the hospital. I'm like, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm just sort of getting a feel for where people are at. Like, would they be interested in hiring someone? Um, how come, you know, do would we work well together? So that's kind of where my, my head at, is at right now. Um, I don't know 100% where I'm going to, you know, but I kind of like that. I like the thrill of not knowing. I think for me, it's just fun. This is like a fun journey. Like I like it. I like getting out of my comfort zone. This is where I I needed, I needed that, you know, I needed to get out of my comfort zone and sort of spread my wings a little bit as a practitioner and, or as a nurse and yeah. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Can't relate, but love that for you. (laughs) I love being in my comfort zone. You love your comfort. I love my comfort zone. Annalise and Jacob are literally the same person in so many ways in that way. You really are. You guys have your routines. 
you love your job. You, like, you guys have your thing, like, the food you eat <laughs> every day, your workouts you do every day. It's very predictable. Yeah. Sorry. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's cute. I love it. <laughs> Are your RTs hand-on at your hospital? Do you oh. coordinate mock codes, education? With oh, them? my God. Yes. Way more than I think any other unit, um, just because we rely on our RTs so much. I was raised in a unit at a children's hospital where you literally did not touch your patient without an intubated patient, without your RT. So we really value them, especially when you're working with life that is literally a child that is 350 grams yeah. and you have millimeters to work yeah. with um, an ET tube. Love my RTs. Love them. Fantastic. Fabulous. Sounds yes. lovely Love and you. terrible to me. <laughs> uh, how's it going? That's a question. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. How's it going? <laughs> uh, today, good. Yeah, today, it's a great day. Yeah. Oh, cute. <laughs> I, we did have a really good day today. We had a good day today. Top three advice points for someone just beginning their nursing school journey. Stay organized. Uh, be persistent and tenacious and um, start I would always suggest someone to start kind of looking around now you know just kind of get a feel for hospitals you'd want to apply to always think ahead think ahead um, yeah and you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel you guys like you're gonna get through it you know it's miserable we all hated it um, but you get through it and it is it's you know it's great at the end. <laughs> so just push through. Just you push guys, through. You got this. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to be yeah. your life coach. You got this. Yeah. Persevere. 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 No, no days off. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag games. Hashtag games. Oh my gosh, you guys. We watched the new Chris D'Elia special. 10 out of 10 recommend. He's amazing. Oh my God. He is. <sighs> Dad, oh, I love him. Dad. I'm in love. He, oh yeah, I know. Crystalia, we just found I out he's you. a he has a baby daddy or baby. <laughs> he is a baby daddy. <laughs> he is a baby daddy. <laughs> he is a baby daddy. Dang it! I know he didn't wait for me. How rude! Right? I'm pissed. It's fine. You were meant to be with him. I don't know. I, know. I don't know what happened. He's really unattractive, but it's okay. Whoa, <laughs> that's crossing. If you haven't seen him, Google this right now. Crystalia, he's Crystalia. so cute. No, he looks like he's strung out on drugs. And he does comment on that in his last <laughs> special. <laughs> and he does not drink, nor does he, he do drugs. Drink or do drugs, yeah. and he's hilarious. He's really funny. Oh my god, Whatever. he's hysterical. Love I absolutely so love him. Shout we out to Crystalia. <laughs> love you. We do love you. Okay, the biggest lesson you've learned as a nurse slash NICU nurse. Um. Okay, so there's so many things that's such a loaded question okay so I think the biggest thing is to really um I think okay (laughs) NICU is very niche in the sense of we're dealing with oftentimes very critical care critical situations like trauma you're you're in you're literally having to deal with probably the hardest time in someone's life which is supposed to be the happiest time but it turns into the worst time and you know the longer you are in that profession the easier it is to sort of get jaded and I think the biggest thing for me is just remembering the touchstone of getting back to you have to remember that these parents this is this is all new to them hopefully it's the first time they've been in an NICU and to really empathize with these families and to really um you know take the time to educate and to be diligent and to be I think it's important as a NICU nurse to be overly diligent. You know, you, mm-hmm. our patients are the most vulnerable. Like they physically can't do anything for themselves. They are the most, like every single thing that these baby they rely on you for everything. And that's partly why I love it is because we get to be someone's advocate at literally their most vulnerable point. So I think just really taking that and becoming the best possible provider for not only your babies, but also the families as well. Um, you know, and for the babies who don't have families to be an extra love for them. Yeah. Cause that happens too. So yeah. I love that answer. Hmm. That's so great. <laughs> 
All right. I like this one, this question a lot. Tips for your first weeks on a nursing job. How to fit in, feel confident, and learn quick. Um, I think the biggest thing that I really love are new grads that come in humble and just open-minded. Nothing worse than a nurse that comes in and just shakes their head and says, uh-huh, I know that. Or, well, what about this way? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> doesn't doesn't work for me no if you if you're here to learn you, you're here to learn I think going in humble going in um kind of like with this ready to learn and just you know I think a little bit of this is there's this rose colored glasses when you come in as a nurse which is great but I also think it's also to be good and mindful of the fact that you are working with life and death and you just kind of have to have a tough skin sometimes. You have to toughen up and don't get me wrong. There are times you're going to cry in a bathroom. You're going to cry in a utility off, you know, to utility room. Um, you're going to have moments that are not great. You're going to parents scream at you. You're going to have um, patients that you may lose. You're going to have situations where you have to be the nurse to take, you know, there's so many different things. And I think just being open-minded and coming in, feeling like you can do the best for your patient each day. Um, Yeah, I think that just using all those things and, you know, crafting yourself as a nurse, becoming the best you possibly can is really important. Yeah. And I think it's for any job, just expecting that learning curve out of school, because even for me in my position now, it's completely different from what I learned in school. You know, I learned a lot of information in school, but it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. There's a huge learning curve when you first start your job and you have to be prepared for people to just be upfront and yeah. No, that's not here. Do it. Do it this way. And expect to yeah. mess up once. Yeah. Maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Not a third time. That's yeah. the best advice a manager has ever given me was yeah. mess up once. Fine. Twice. Okay. Three times. No. Yeah. You better learn. from. Be kind of learn. Yeah. Be yes. prepared to learn. Yeah. Be prepared for there to be a big learning curve. And I can't even imagine how big that curve is in nursing just yeah. because. It's big. I will say I'm that. sure that bedside is so much different than nursing school. Yeah, it really is. And it's funny, I coming to mind, I had a preceptee. Uh, this was maybe two or three years ago. She's going to know if she listens to this. We had, I had, we had two patients and one of which was going to surgery. And we ended up having quite literally probably the hardest shift I had had even in a long time. Like it was, we were going to MRI, we were doing this, we were getting KUBs, chest x-rays, we were post-stopping, we were doing blood pressures, adding on dopamine, not to mention the fact we did have another patient that we ended up having to give up, but it was a super overwhelming, overwhelming shift. And I think there was a lot of unexpected turns we ended up having. And it was interesting because at the end of the shift, um, I could tell that my preceptee loved her. She was so overwhelmed and she was literally like in report. We were giving report and I just took over for her because I was like, okay, you know, we have a minute. And yeah. I knew it was one of those days where I was going to be there until like 830, you know, charting and doing all these things. And I just kind of took a minute and I was like, you know, what do you feel like you learned from today? And she just like couldn't even... She couldn't even look at me. She was just like done. And, and at the end of the shift, I remember um, when we were going through all these stages, she, I would tell her something and she would freeze. She like, she couldn't function. Like I would be like, yeah. could you get this? Can you get that? We need to get, you know, and just kind of trying to explain to her like what we're doing. And I was trying to be five steps ahead and explaining to her where my head's at, where my mind was. And she was so overwhelmed. And on my end, as a preceptor, I had to be like, slow down, like, let her consume this. And I was hard on her. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was like, look, if you can't, this is something where, this is why I told you X, Y, and Z, because this is where we're at right now. You know, just kind of like helping her process, like what, how the day went and everything that I knew was going to be happening. And I kind of felt like she wasn't, she wasn't up to speed. Like, I Mm -hmm. wanted her to be up to speed with me and she wasn't. And I was hard on her. Mm -hmm. But then I took 
a minute at the end of the shift and I was like, look, like I know today was a lot like decompress. These were the things you did well. We, we kind of went through it and I said, these are the things to work on. Right. And I knew she was going to come home and cry and I, I like, I knew it. And so I texted her and I think we texted and we kind of talked and she gave me the feedback a couple days ago, like, you know, after that. And she was just like, you know, sort of saying like, thank you for being hard on me. And also, thank you for acknowledging that you were being hard on me. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because I, I could, you know, it was more of the, one of those things where I'm like, I, I just guess in those moments, I'm just one of those people that I like, I just do. Right. And I really believe in those are some of the moments that make you as a nurse. Absolutely. And they're uncomfortable as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not easy. Like, these moments where you literally have someone's life on your lines like your blood pressure is tanking your your sats are going down you have a patient who's you know you can tell they're literally decompensating in front of your face and you have to act quickly and I was hard on her I was just like you know but as I said I did acknowledge it and I said look like I know today was not fun not fun It was the opposite of fun. Right. We didn't get a break like I'm I'm pretty sure it was one of those days where like we literally did not get a break um but Anyway, it was a cool moment f- just from between. And and the funny part now is we have this bond. Like, I love her. And she's a killer nurse now. Aww. Really cool. Happy ending. I did love that. She's amazing. And she's, you know, bun up, mask on, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A little bit of a lighter question after that. Have you ever had a surprise party that you were actually surprised when it happened. Uh, oh. Um no. <laughs> Me neither. I'm kind of mad about it. Do I'm mad about that too. <laughs> I've thrown surprise parties where I know someone was surprised, but uh no. I'm usually pretty good at picking that. I can act surprised. Have you had a surprise party thrown for you but then you found out that it was happening? Um there is one where Wait. Wait. <laughs> What? Wait, shit, I just remembered that we I was at a surprise birthday party for you. Which one? For your 30th birthday. <laughs> Fuck, I just I remembered this. Which... It's when we went wine tasting and we got that the party bus and oh, Megan and I were here and you were like, I knew that was happening. Brunch. <laughs> Fuck, I, mean, I think you we Okay, so here's the thing. I didn't know what it was. But you knew something was I happening. I knew something was happening cuz I did the whole when Jacob asked like, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" and I was like, "Nothing." And then, yeah, I'm like, oh, he's gonna do something, but I didn't want to plan it. I just was like, I don't want, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what I do. And he was so good. Okay, here's the thing. And it was, was it Taylor? Who was who? Could... So you basically you were supposed to go to. So me and Megan were staying here, and you were gonna go to a birthday brunch with Michelle and Travis. Oh yeah. And you were like, wait, why aren't Annalise and Megan coming? And we were like, no, like it's your birthday thing. Like you go. But oh, like, that's we were, right. Like, we were like driving to their house. Yes. To get on a party bus. To get on a party bus. And then we went to do lots of wine tasting. Yeah. It was fabulous. And got very drunk. We got so drunk. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, That one I definitely knew was kind of happening. You knew mm-hmm. something was happening. Happen, yeah. Not what was happening. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Was, oh, damn. There was another one we had. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You get it. We tried. Yeah. You're also just hard to surprise. I know. Because you, at one, ask so many questions. <laughs> like, you won't, like, you're not the person that's, like, you go with the flow, but you also like to have a plan. I'm so type A. So when way. there's not a plan, you're like, well, what are we, no, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And so when there wasn't really a plan that day, you were like, well, no, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like, un- yeah. 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 I like to know. I'm very type A in that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you and Jacob meet? All right, before we dive into that, I want to get specific about what I'm wearing. Majority of my home time is yoga pants, and the other part is jeans and barn boots. But my work life is scrubs. I've been a Barco uniforms girl since day one. From the fit, tailored look, fabric feels, and longevity, this is the only brand I have worn throughout my nursing career. I'm partial to the Grey's Anatomy line, and let's get micro on this, specifically their signature line. That is my go-to. I'm also a huge fan of the newer Edge line. It is very sleek. 
Barco Scrubs has been curating scrubs since 1929, a 91-year company. How many companies can you say have been around for 91 years? If you're interested in joining the Barco Brigade today, head over to www.barcouniforms.com forward slash stores to find a retailer near you. Thank you, Barco, for your paid partnership. And let's get back to the show. So we both went to University of Arizona, Bear Down, um, and I was dating a baseball player and he was dating someone else at the time. We knew of each other. We ran in similar circles at U of A and had, he was on the baseball team, obviously, and we knew of each other, graduated from college, and then I was living with one of my best friends and she... I was newly single. And of course, the whole story of like, I was literally swearing off men after this relationship. Yeah. And I was like, I just need to wash men the fuck out of my hair. I was like, this is not, I was so like, not. Get out of the house. Oh, yeah. Pack up your clothes. Yes. Early I was in. like, I need a fresh new start. And I wanted to, be- I actually was looking forward to being single. Mm-hmm. Like for, I was like, that was like in my mind. I was like single. Yes. Sure. And then Jacob showed up at my door because, <laughs> you know, Lauren invited him over with one of his buddies. And um, I wouldn't say it was like right away. Actually, it's funny because I was kind of like talking to this other guy. Mm-hmm. And after swearing off men, after swearing off men. <laughs> but I was like playing the field, you sure, know. Yeah, of course. I was just having fun. It. I was having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember I was smitten with this guy. Like, he was just like, oh, he was just so hot and all the wrong things for me. Totally love those guys. He was just like, I should not have been barking up that tree at all. (laughs) Like, why was I thinking? I don't even know. It was just bad news bears, like, screaming, like, daddy issues and all the bad things that would happen in a relationship was Mm -hmm. like him, okay? So, anyway, long story short, Jacob and I, he kind of, like, swept in there. Like, he did a good job. He really um, made himself, like, a point to get in there. And we went on a date, and I just remember being so, like, he definitely swept me off my feet. Very, yeah. It was really sweet. Like, his, the first date, he kind of just was, like, I don't know, such a gentleman, and I don't know. I just, he, it fit really well. We knew a lot of the same people. We ran in similar circles. So it was fun. It's really good. He also is just a great human and you're a great human. So you guys are just great humans together. I think. Absolutely lovely to see. He makes me better. 100%. I think I have like a bitchy streak. For sure. Uh And he, (laughs) he like metal, he mellows me out. Oh Yeah. Like I, there's like a whole side of Tori. I think that I don't know how much, but it's it. He definitely is the good to my like. He mellows me out a lot. He helps I think. you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he brings a lot of goodness to my to everything. Like he my mindset. Does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Ah, uh, love him. Yeah. All right, we're just gonna do a couple more questions. Um, I like this one. Who is harder on you, your boss or yourself? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think I'm always hard on myself. That's like one of the one of the big questions I get from uh, nurses or a lot of the things I'll get is like, should I do this certification? Should I do that? And my answer to them is always yes. (laughs) It doesn't matter what, because I just feel like I'm always a person that's wanting to do more, more, more and to be the best. Um, I think I always gravitated to being I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm a doer. Like, I just, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like, you know, in in my, I would say, nursing role, I really took seven years of to really be good at my craft and learn from different organizations and different and take advantage of so many things, getting my RNC, doing, you know, education, going to conferences. Um, and then now with blogging and then you know, kind of going into that realm and now podcasting. I just think I really try and I really do try and put 100% in everything. And I just think that no boss could ever be as hard on me as I think I am. And that's the way I I always have always operated. I think as a person, you know? Yeah. That's definitely a personality style. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay, to end it off, we're just going to do a set of rapid fire. Okay. Are you ready? Just, Let's do it. Just first thing. Okay. We're both going to answer, okay? Okay. Favorite food? Mexican. Pasta. Uh, favorite color? Sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most fucking accurate answer I've ever heard to any like, question ever. metallic? Is that a color? <laughs> like gold, silver? <laughs> Oh doesn't matter. Gosh, it looks sparkly. It was shiny. What's wow. yours? All right. Blue. Um, next travel destination that you want to go to? Italy. I would just the whole UK. Ireland. Yeah. Scotland, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. England. Mm-hmm. want to go there so bad. Strangest, thi- strangest thing you've ever eaten? Probably menudo. <laughs> I really? eat all, but I eat it all the time, so. Yeah, I don't know if that's weird. Yeah. Uh, a pig's tongue. Yeah. Oh, well, we do pig roasts, so there's yeah. that. Okay, yeah. Last movie that made you cry? Oh, so, like every movie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't give you one. I just, I cry, I'm a crier. Uh, Why yeah. lie? The last one was, I just watched Onward with Re- with Rebecca on FaceTime. We were FaceTiming <sighs> watching the movie at the same time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, don't watch that movie unless you want to cry. <laughs> like, it is so... Do commercials count? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. Yeah. When I dance, I look like I oh a wannabe Shakira. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like think I'm Beyonce. Yeah, like honestly, (laughs) I wanna be something that I'm not. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Who is one person you met you wish you hadn't? (laughs) Oh oh, (laughs) let's um, get into these. I can't. That's that's I, I don't know. Uh, are we taking celebrity? I think it'd just be anyone. I don't know. I think you learned something from everybody, so I don't know if that's a good question for me. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Deep. Even the All worst, right. you learn from them. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi. What's the meanest thing you've ever said to somebody? I don't. I don't say mean things to people. Oh well, the meanest thing I've ever done is kick my brother in the balls. Oh, that when is, he yeah. was like four or five, and I was you guys so mad get at him. rowdy. Yeah, we get we get we get down. I was really mad at him for not playing with me, and so I kicked him in the balls when I was, like, five. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing that is on your bucket list? Um, going to Italy. That's a big one. Haven't done that yet. Um, I got my boobs done, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was on like, your bucket list for a long time. Yeah, and I also did – so I did the bikini contest. That was, I love that. I don't know. It's a like hard one. Traveling, skydiving really badly. Yeah, we already done that. No, you already did that. Yeah, That's like on everybody's bucket list. So it's not a good one, but I really do no, want to do it. It's a good one. Definitely do it. We did it. Yeah, we've done a lot. That was you my got, goal. And have done a lot. It's yeah, so spectacular. When we got married, it, that was like our thing. I was like, we wanted to do a lot of things, and we've done a lot of things. So I would like to travel a little bit more before we have kids. But yeah, yeah. would you rather go a hundred years into the future or a hundred years back into the past? future i don't know i'm kind of scared to see what we're doing in 100 years i don't know i want to make it better so i'm like how can we make it better like if i could go forward and be like i would fix this this and this you know Oh, maybe yeah make it better i guess future yeah i don't know Because then, what if i go into the past and like i do some shit because like we already know what we did like like like, let's learn from it and move forward you know oh cute i love that response (laughs) best feature Physical or mental? Physical, mental. Um. Okay, so physical. I don't know. That's like a such a vain question. Yeah, let's be vain. Like my <laughs> ass. I'm so like right now. You guys, quarantine kind of has me some type of way, but most <laughs> of the time, I would say my ass. <laughs> I think. Okay, I would agree with that. I think for me, it's like I used to. Okay, so here's. Okay, so I would say thighs and ass for sure but it wasn't always cool i always had legs and thighs and ass and you know the kardashian thing wasn't cool when we i was like younger so now it is so thank you very much for that um i would say butt and thighs for sure yeah you have good legs um mentally i think just like tenacity or just like i was gonna say your perseverance for sure yeah i just or your curiosity i was telling hmm. victoria about this the other day like i just you, I love how curious you are and how much you want to 
learn mm-hmm. and expand yourself as a human and yeah. as a nurse. And I just, I think it's amazing. Aww. Thanks. I, uh, I'm so jealous about that quality in you. It's because mm. it's so natural. You just naturally are curious and want to explore and expand your horizon. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. But one thing I wish I was that I'm not is as funny as you are. You're, like, naturally witty. You and Jacob have that. I'm not. I'm not naturally witty. I don't know if I would call myself... I, I, that definitely wouldn't be the trait. I would probably just say... I love that in you. I just degaff. Yeah, you really do, which I, I just, love. I just sit in the corner and show. Sometimes I care what people think too much. I do. I have that trait for sure. Yeah. But I really... I am curious. I would say that's a big thing. And mm-hmm. I want to do better. I want, I want healthcare to be better. I want to give better to our patients. I want people to understand more things. So that's where I'm going. I don't know where it's going, but we're going there. Yeah. All right. Last question. Best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, from my dad, when I did not get into nursing school for the third time, and he basically told me, I don't even remember the way he said or like what exactly it was, but he basically told me like, buckle up, baby, keep going. Like you're, you just don't stop. Like yeah. I, and I, that's a big message I have to anyone doing pretty much anything. But if you know you're meant to do something, do not let anyone tell you no. no. Like I just, you know, I could get rejection. I, I got a lot of rejections through my process as a nurse and I didn't get my job right away as a nurse. And I think... If you want something enough, you're going to work that hard and you will appreciate it so much more when you get there. Mm-hmm. I just think like, just keep going, persevere, yeah. buckle up, baby, keep going. Just, you just do it. Yeah. There's no excuses. Like, I just feel like you can hit a lot of roadblocks. You can say a lot of things, you know, you hit all these things like financial issues, learning disabilities, da da da. Trust me, I've been there and you just re- if you really want it you have to push through and it's hard and you have to you know get yeah. down with your grit and do it i think you know that was funny is i think that my piece of best piece of advice is from my dad mm. i don't even know if it's advice it's more just he used to say this to me all the time if i was ever feeling anxious or stressed or sad for you know some reason that maybe didn't qualify for a strong emotion that i was ex- exploring into i would just be in my head yeah and he would just go stop it and it's my favorite thing <laughs> to this day and if ever i'm feeling in my head yeah. or stressed out i just take a breath and i go stop it you know <laughs> figure it out we're all fine and we'll get to where we need to be you know what my favorite memory of your dad is what your sister was having a temper tantrum in Costco when she was three. And I just remember walking behind and your dad and all of a sudden, and she was having temperature, like a straight up on the floor, screaming her head off. She was so pissed. And so your dad got down on the ground and starting having, having a temper tantrum with her. Okay. And about, um, you know, 30 seconds into this, she stops and she gets up and she looks at your dad and she goes, daddy, stop it. And then they just kept walking. They just kept walking on. Oh my so gosh, uh, reverse incredible. psychology for all of you parents out there. Totally. Works great. Totally works. Great. works. Love yeah. some reverse psychology. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think uh, I love you. Thanks for coming on today. I love you too. Thanks for listening, you guys. I hope this is a fun little just, uh, you know, moment. And hope you got some good tips. Yeah. Spreading messages of positivity throughout mm-hmm. this craziness. Thanks for having me back. I love being on here. Yeah. And um, as of right now, I feel like I will, um, I am working on a couple blog posts that'll be going up in the next couple weeks. I am working on a uh, more specific COVID episode coming up with at least one provider possibly two that we will be doing remotely and giving you guys a little bit more insight into the behind the scenes and what it's like to be a COVID provider right now um so you guys hopefully will get to hear that from a frontline provider and what else do I have going on right now I am going to be releasing we still have quite a bit of episodes we we have a lot of episodes that we'll be releasing um but I just feel like this was a little more timely and um 
yeah I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm thanks guys for listening yeah you're killing the game I love you yeah I'm really happy to have everybody here with me it's been a great experience and I'm looking forward to a wonderful podcast series you know I wish you the best of luck and you're gonna succeed and do great can't wait to have you back on baby I know until next time you guys Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. I truly value your time and look forward to bringing you more selfie shows. In order to support the show, please head over to rate and review the show. Let me know what you think. I really want to hear from you. Please be sure to follow us on Insta at C-E-L-L-F-I-E podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. You can find all of our episodes on www.tipsfromtory.com. And be sure to check out those show notes below. Uh, There's a lot of information down there about our guests and sponsors and thank you so much for listening catch you guys next time